Hey guys, this is Everything Missing or Murdered podcast. My name is Andrea. I hope everyone's having a great day today. It's We finally got our air conditioning f- fixed, so it's much better here. Um, I have been very tired and exhausted from the heat, so uh, it's nice that it's nice and cool in here now. Apparently, I was the only one really affected by it, though, so I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm the only crazy one. Um, but I'm, I'm very blessed to have it fixed now. Um, so nothing in the way of news, true crime news, other than uh, Keely Rodney. I am not. I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly. If I am not, please let me know. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that wrong. Um, she was missing for a couple of weeks, and then they found her a couple of days ago. Um, no longer alive, unfortunately. I really hate when that happens. I never covered her case um, because it was so fresh and, you know, I I didn't want to bother the family about anything. Um, But I I did want to make a mention about her because um, she's no longer alive and that's just, I I can't imagine what that's like. But uh, I hope, I wanted to mention that um, some of the comments that I've seen people leave on her friends, um, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, or what they've said about them on, in, on uh, Instagram, um, Reddit, have really disgusted me because it's like, we can't just go around. They were accusing them of horrible things, I won't say, um, but it's wrong to accuse people of something if you have no idea what's going on. And you don't go to people's Instagrams or Facebooks or personal places and say the horrible things to them. It just doesn't make sense to me. So um, I just felt really disgusted by the true crime community at that at this point um, because it's some of us and it's wrong to treat people like that. Um, so I hope they leave them alone now that I mean, we don't really have the answers, um, and I hope that her family gets the answers they deserve to know. And, um, yeah, that's all I have on that. Um, but I, I, yeah, like I said, I never covered her case, but I, I did read on it, and I hoped that she would be found alive, but it's unfortunate that she was not. But at least now, hopefully, like I said, they will get their answers. All right, so the case I'm doing today is just one case. It's not very long, unfortunately, um, but it's a well-known missing persons case, and he needs to be found just like anyone else. Um, But I'm going to do the best I can, and hopefully all the facts come out right, and, and we'll get it going here. Timothy Pitson and his parents, James and Amy, live in Aurora, Illinois. Timothy is their only child. On May 11th, 2011, Amy took Timothy from his kindergarten class at Greenman Elementary School that morning. She didn't tell anyone that she was going to do this. I want you to keep that in mind. She didn't tell a single person that this was going to happen. Not saying that a mom needs a reason to take her child out, but the fact that she didn't explain that she was going to leave the state and take their kid is concerning. That's just my opinion. Um, She did, however, tell the school that there was some family emergency as to why she was taking him out. 
After they left the school, Amy drove to an auto repair shop and dropped off her blue 2004 Ford Expedition SUV at 10 a.m. An employee at this repair shop drove Amy and Timothy to the Brookfield Zoo. And at 3 p.m., she came to pick up her vehicle and drove with Timothy to the Key Lime Cove Resort in Gurney, Illinois, where they spent the night. This doesn't really sound like a family emergency. I don't really know where a family emergency would... I mean, I don't really know why it would be at something like that. So clearly they're on some kind of like mini vacation or something, which is, you know, fine, but it's odd. It's, it's really odd. James Pitson, Timothy's father, reported Amy and Timothy missing after he went to pick up Timothy from school and found that Amy was the only one who had picked him up. He called her cell phone several times, but she never picked up, which is, you know, a pretty big red flag, I think. I mean, I guess her phone could be dead and she didn't bring her charger, but at the same time, it's still a red flag to me. Amy did call James's older brother and said she and Timothy were fine and just needed some time alone, that he is her son and she can do whatever she wants, which... Uh, yeah, she can technically, depending on the state, but you can't just, like, take your kid into another state without, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works for married couples. I just um, know that my brother was kind of in a situation, um, he wasn't married, but, and he wasn't, his uh, girlfriend or fiance, she was pregnant, and they were going to have a baby together and she um had the baby a month before she said her due date was didn't call him didn't say anything took him to an adoption agency and took the the child to an adoption agency and didn't tell the father so the father wasn't involved at all which he was because i was there for the situation and um gave that baby up for adoption and was able to do it because she claimed that the father wasn't involved. And I didn't understand that. And I still to this day don't understand that because we, I have a niece out there that I've never met and it's just, you know, it's just that kind of stuff is just messed up. And I'm not saying that, that this is the situation. I mean, I'll explain the theory at the end, the major theory, but taking a kid away from a parent, you know, there could be many reasons why that is, but I'm not going to say them because that's not, that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm just trying to get the word out about Timothy. So she called James's brother, told him all this stuff, um, that everything's fine, blah, blah, blah. I do think it's odd that she wouldn't call James, but it is what it is. Um, this whole thing is odd in my opinion. James's brother heard Timothy in the background of the call and um, said he could hear him playing. Amy did tell him that she would bring Timothy back home in a day or two, which sounds reasonable, I suppose. On May 12th, Amy and Timothy drove to the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin. Security footage showed them waiting in line to check out. At 1.30 p.m., Amy used her cell phone to make several calls to her family to say that she and Timothy were fine and not in trouble. Timothy could be heard in the background of these calls as well. They said he seemed normal but was hungry. 
that was the last time anyone saw or heard from Timothy Pitson. At 7.25 p.m., Amy was seen at a family dollar store in Winnebago, Illinois, where she bought some stationery. She did not have Timothy with her at the time. She went to a nearby Sullivan's Foods at 8 p.m., then checked into the Rockford Inn in Rockford, Illinois, between 11.15 and 11.30 p.m. Now, it is not known exactly when this happened, but Amy Pitson took her own life. Please think it's between, like, midnight and before she was found. That's time period there. She took an overdose of antihistamines and cut her wrists and neck. She was 43 years old. The inn's employees had found her no longer alive at 1230 in the afternoon on May 14th. Timothy wasn't there. It was just her. Amy had left a note and two letters in the mail, one to her mom and one to a friend saying that Timothy was fine and with people who cared about him, but she did not name those people. One of her notes said no one would ever find him. Her cell phone was missing at this time. They could not find her cell phone. Timothy's Spider-Man backpack, his toys and clothes, the clothes Amy was wearing when she checked out at the Kalahari Resort, a tube of Crest toothpaste, and an eye-pass transponder were missing. The police think that Amy really did give Timothy to someone to care for him, in part because his car seat was missing. The car seat turned up in Timothy's grandma's possession in Worcester, Ohio. She had had it since a week before Timothy disappeared. I don't understand how it got all the way over there, and a week before he disappeared, so what did he ride in? Did she buy another one? I mean, I don't really understand. The police had a look at the SUV, and they found a concerning amount of Timothy's blood in the back seat. They could not tell how long the stains had been there, and one of the family members said he had gotten a bloody nose in the vehicle months ago. They did find a knife, but that knife only had Amy Pitson's blood on it. The SUV had soil, tall grass, and weeds stuck underneath the vehicle when it was found. There were some forensic testings done on this, and the plant and sediment materials on the vehicle showed it stopped for some time on a gravel area just off an asphalt road that had at one time been treated with glass road marking beets. The vehicle backed up into a grassy meadow or field that had Queen Anne's lace and black mustard mustard plants, and probably didn't have many trees. Some oak or birch trees were in the area, but not in the place where the vehicle was. I wonder how they know that kind of stuff. It's so interesting to me. There may have been a pond or a small stream by it. The police think this place is in Lee County or Whiteside County in northwestern Illinois, but they're thinking Carroll, Ogle, Stevenson, and Winnebago counties. Why the vehicle would have stopped there, we will never know. The police think this, oh, sorry, excuse me. The police also think Amy Pitson has been planning Timothy's disappearance for months. In February and March of 2011, she took two trips to the area he would disappear from. She had an email account opened under her maiden name in 2007 and kept it a secret from James, but the account didn't have anything to say 
where Timothy could be or what happened to him. Which I don't understand why she would have a separate account with. I mean, yeah, so clearly it means that she was planning something, but it's just weird. James and Amy's mom said that Amy loved Timothy and they didn't understand why she would take her own life or give Timothy to someone else. They also do not think she would have harmed him. James and Amy Pitson almost divorced in 2008 because James found out that Amy was secretly in contact with one of her three ex-husbands and they were making plans to meet while James was out of town. That's a red flag. James gave her an ultimatum if she could not stop contacting her ex, he would file her divorce for a divorce and take full custody of Timothy. Okay, that's, yeah, I understand that one. Um, that's kind of scary for what's going on here, though. Amy stayed, but they still had some issues. Amy suffered from depression and had tried to take her own life before she met James and a second time shortly after they started to see each other. She and James had a big fight, apparently, the morning Amy took Timothy and left. So clearly we're getting her mindset here. Not saying it's okay what she did at all, um, but uh, it's still concerning because it's like, okay, maybe she had a mental breakdown or something and decided to take him. I really hope he's okay where he's at <laughs> But um, you just never know. None of Timothy Pitson's family members are considered a suspect or have been named a suspect. They have all been cooperative in the investigation. Of course, nobody has actually been named in this case at all. So that's concerning. Amy's cell phone was eventually found on the roadside of Route 78 in the fall of 2014. The police searched the area, but nothing else was found. So maybe it was just thrown there. I'm not sure. In April 2019, a man found wandering in Newport, Kentucky, a city near the Ohio border, claimed he was Timothy Pitson and that he had escaped from his captors after being passed around and sexually abused for years. There was a lot of national media attention of this story, but it turned out to be a hoax, which is... I just don't understand why people do stuff like this. I mean, I guess it's for attention, but it doesn't help anything. It hurts more than helps. This man was identified as Brian Michael Reaney, a 23-year-old who had been released from prison and had twice previously claimed to be a child of sex trafficking. It just, it's not the first time he's done it. So it's just kind of, it's really concerning. He was sent to jail on charges of identity theft and lying to a federal investigation. In December 2020, he reached a plea deal pleading guilty to aggravated identity theft. He was sent to dis excuse me, sentenced to two years in prison with credit for time served. He did apologize from what I read in an article, but still it's just like he said he didn't understand why he did something like that, and I will never understand. I mean, this is not the first case of researched or read about where somebody does something like this, but it's still, it's upsetting. Timothy Pitson is described as a very active, outgoing young boy and a natural leader who is at ease with both adults and other kids. He enjoys going to the zoo, playing on the playground, like the sandbox and swings. 
He likes to bike and go go go-kart riding and his collection of matchbox cars. He was starting to learn how to swim. He loves Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I do too. I miss that actually. Yogurt, mac and cheese, and anything McDonald's. My son absolutely loves mac and cheese, so I feel him. Timothy Pitson was just six years old when he went missing. He may not know he is missing, so it's important to talk about his story and share his picture. There is um, a article I read the other day that I'm going to read like a quote from. It's from Timothy Pitson's aunt. And she says, He's still very much a part of our lives. Even though he's not physically with us, I can't send him a birthday gift or ask him how our class was, but my kids know about him and he's very much a part of us still. If he wants to be 100% in our family, I am with that. If he just wants to let us know he's okay, then I'm okay with that as well. Because we do not know who's raising him and what they've told him. And yeah, I I teared up when I read that because it's like, I mean, I honestly, yeah, he may, like I said, he may not know he's even missing. Um, so like I said, I, the biggest thing that anyone can do is share his story, share his picture, and hopefully some news will happen very soon. It's depressing that it's not solved or figured out yet. Um, and it's unfortunate that Amy is no longer alive because she took whatever she knew with her and, uh, his family still thinks he's alive and I do too, or at least will always hope so until told otherwise. Timothy Pitson was six years old at the time of his disappearance. He was last seen wearing shorts, a brown t-shirt, and carrying a Spider-Man backpack. He has brown hair and brown eyes. And that is everything I have for you guys. Um, These kind of cases are just hard to, I mean, all cases, all true crime is hard to talk about because we don't know what really happened and, um, I wish she would have said something like, I understand that. I mean, maybe she really thought that there was something wrong that she needed to take him somewhere. But um, because of her history of mental health issues, it's probably just because of that. I'm not blaming her at all in that situation. But um, I don't really know if she would hurt her child. Um, And I'm not going to accuse her of anything because we have no proof of that. Um. Yeah, it's weird that his blood was found in the car, but at the same time, it it's, could be easily explained away. Um, and it's just really unfortunate that this is a thing and, and it's happening, and I, I really hope he's found soon because I can't imagine losing a child that, that young and going this long without knowing what happened to him. So um, if anyone has 
any information at all about this case. I Like I said, the best thing you can do is talk about his story, share his story, post his picture, anything. That's the best thing you can do. But if you have any information at all, I'm going to give you the phone number to the Aurora Police Department in Aurora, Illinois. All right, so it is 30256-5000. And like I said, guys, um, honestly, just share his story, share his picture, and hopefully some sort of news comes out of this very soon. Uh, like I said, I can't imagine losing a child and, and not knowing. That's just horrible. Um, but that's everything I have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time.